Hi guys, Arthur Ellen Reynolds here. I'm going to read part two of Sasha Gray's Divulge series. I am Sasha Gray Divulge. Um, here's a little preview for it, or the synopsis of it. Episode two is titled, One Little Sasha Hiding in a Closet. Life is crazy enough now that the short man who tried to take a bite out of Sasha is back at the hospital. As a patient, with her job on the line, she races against time to prove to herself it's really him in there and not someone who broke it into her apartment. All she wants is normal again, but who is this mysterious doctor with the gray eyes? Chapter 1 I've been a wreck for days now. Not leaving my apartment except for work and to get my windshield fixed for the fear that something is out there and targeting me. For two nights, I left the necklace on my back patio hoping whoever wanted it would get it and leave me alone. No one came. So during the day, I work on hair, box braids, sew-ins and such. Keeps people flowing in and out. Derek comes over for the next two nights under the brows of sex. Yet, he checks the windows and the doors before he sleeps. He ain't sleep. He even brings his gun and hides it in my closet. Normally, I would object to him being here so often, but having a strong, fearless man around is something to cherish. I mean, he ran out of the building at night trying to catch the guy. I will have to tell him he needs to stay home soon, though. I won't be able to hide forever. Besides... Jason has been blowing my phone up, and I can't keep telling him that I'm busy. I like him so much to give him up right now. Yeah, I know that makes me a fool, but everybody signed off with this train provided, including me, and including Derek. Damn, I cannot think about this right now. I have to go to work. And I have to face Jason at work today. I work first shift at Primrose Hospital. Our specialty, their specialty, is brain and heart issues. My specialty is housekeeping. I can't sleep, so I'm just up reading and pinning on Pinterest for a few hours. I've been sitting on my kitchen table that's rarely used, legs crisscrossed and nothing but black laces and a matching tank. Half talking to my wig girls. These girls have seen me through good and bad, and I never leave my homies without a badass do on their plastic scalps. My bob is all black this week, and my nails, unfortunately, are still yellow. The kitchen is without walls on two sides with appliances I've used maybe once. The back wall is the kitchen is mostly glass because it leads to my balcony and next to that is the fire escape. Gran likes to bargain shop appliances she doesn't have and crazy me always thinking I can cook like her. I usually burn something and call Stevie at Gran to help me fix it. My alarm goes off at 5 a.m. Once my makeup is done, I cook myself and Derek breakfast with his to go. His work shift starts earlier than mine. I put the phone down and call to him. Hey, Derek? Yeah, he shouts. I can hear his footsteps coming so I don't speak back. He does, leaning against the hallway frame. Oh, I know that look. With a smile. You know I appreciate you, right? But it's time for me to leave. I got you, princess. He kisses my forehead, lingering. I just want to make sure you're safe. I know, I am. I feel safer with you here. But the thought of being in a relationship makes my flesh crawl. I'm just not ready for all that, right? And why mess this up when I'm not ready, right?
I side out the weird girls knowing what they'd say if they could. Coward. What's your thing with relationships anyway, he says. I jump up, eyeing him like maybe he can read my thoughts. With the things I've been seeing lately, you never know. I get off the table, put my phone on the charger in my bedroom. I watch as he walks into the bathroom and strip. We have a relationship. What you talking about? I mean a real one. When's the last time you had a boyfriend? Boyfriends are overrated. And not something I want to get into right now. Not with you. He walks into the bedroom, butt-ass naked. His hands go to my bare arms and rubs them comfortingly. They also make you feel safe at night. I'm not telling you what to do. I know I can't. I really love to be your man, but I know I'm not the one. But if you keep holding out for something that's not there, or for someone who can't see the beauty in being with you, you might miss out. Are you saying you're seeing someone? I might be, he shrugs. Don't lie to me now. I have a date coming up. I like her. She ain't you, but I still, well, I like her still. He kisses my cheek. I chuckle, damn right. I turn my back on him, knowing that my panties are riding my ass. I'm serious. He pulls me around. Then in, and I hug every inch God blessed him with. He kisses my big old lips with passion, and that hits my toes spring upwards. Be late. He whispers, it's you who's going to be late. So be it. He picks me up and takes me up to the shower. He runs late to work. I don't have to leave for another hour. I reapply my face when we're done and head off to work where I sit in the break room until the clock. At 6.30, a few people join me. They're already talking loud, drinking coffees, and they bring all of that to my table. I sit my book down and listen to the chatter about hair and crazy cousins and the news. The table is solemn when the news comes up. Until Javier says, I wish I could catch his ass, twist his neck, make that shit go pop. How do you know it's a he? Duh, white and male, mid-30s to 40s. Ain't it always? Maybe they're being trafficked. That's some sad shit. I say, you know they're holding a prayer meeting for them kids. Yo, I think I saw that too. Yeah, we should go. Yeah, yo, for real. They could be any one of our little people. After you get turned up on Saturday, <laughs> Chastity clears her throat. Jazz to a piece of paper at Chastity. It's Friday. What you been up to, girl? Charmaine asked me. Working. You work too damn much. And you don't. And be bumming off lunch, bumming lunch off folks. Gerald dodged the hit from Charmaine, but everybody else thinks it's funny. Sasha, I need you to touch up my edges. Latoya has been in microbades since I've known her. I've been doing microbades since I was 14. Touching her up is nothing. I got you at lunch. So y'all here, we got that convicts in the hospital. You see me get leans in. We all get quiet at the table. Mm-hmm. Heard they brought him in two nights ago. Something about his spine. Yeah, jumping out of my living room window could do that to you. Could it really be him, though? Which one? Honestly, I felt more scared with that slimy man kicking me in the hallway here than an intruder in my place. I shiver. That's fucked up, huh? Yo, that's fucked up, Trey says. I sighed him. Can he read people's? Can he? Can people read minds? That's scary shit. He's not the first convict we done had up in here, man. It's the first we had to shut the hospital down to find. 
Javier and Hector fist bump each other. I tune them out easily. What if he's faking it? For me? No. For the stone? It's just a cheap necklace. It also is the last thing I have of my mom. I stand quickly, knocking over Hector. You all right, Sasha? Yeah, heck, I'm fine. Will you let me out? Sure enough. Hey, Mickey calls out. You coming tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah, the party. I'm there, girl. Meanwhile, I rush out of the room into the elevators that lead to the restricted hallways. I'd sweet talk my old manager into letting me clean those floors and other restricted spaces just so I can have access. I wasn't planning about finding a doctor for a husband. And I may like to be nosy, but whatever. Down there, you have more one-on-one time with people. Then my old manager left, and no one checked or questioned my access to these places. But Plus, Sirius, who's in charge of all that, is sweet on me by now, so she just looks the other way. There are still some places, some halls that I just can't have access to. Depending on what floor is he on, these might be it. You have to have federal clearance to get a few of them, and I nowhere near that. I text Santiago, a PT on the floor, and ask him where the inmate is being held down there. He calls immediately. What you gonna give me? He asks. You need some bleach? Got some. Then what you want? My girl needs her hair done. Not braids, and we got a deal. Alright, cool, come down. I'll get you in, but it's up to you to get past the guard. Thanks. I run to the black elevators that only go to the subfloors. <clears throat> Once I'm there, I meet Santiago in the hallway. Hey, so I'll give you her, your number. Is she the one yet? Right now? His smile is infectious. He gets in my face to say it, and I frown back at him to keep from smiling too. You still looking good? He sniffs the air dramatically. Smelling good? Yeah, well, you know what they say. A dick a day keeps the doctor away? Hush your mouth. I shove his arm playfully. Where is he? Hall B. What's it to you anyway? You know I was stuck on that hallway with him. With the man they were looking for? I did know. I'm sorry. Are you alright? Yeah, I am. I just want to make sure it's him so I can sleep, you know? Did he touch you? I flash back to his body on top of me, to his teeth growing, going from my throat. I shiver. No. You don't have to do this. I probably can get Molly to pull his photo for me. He smiles. You know the ladies love me. You still ain't changed. For what? I'm only 27. I know I'm not ready to settle down. Fuck it. What about the girl I'm doing her hair? Oh no, that's mommy right there. She's in her 40s, sex drive going bananas. Woof. You such a dog, I chuckle. Woof, woof, woof. Oh my gosh, will you ever change? If I find the one, then yeah, I can change. You really think so? Yeah, I see my parents be all in love and shit. I don't want to be like my brother. Old as fucking still alone. Girls like you get snatched up real quick when a nigga want a real one. Like me. I pull my scrubs down, wondering if I want the ones a little too snug today. My back starts itching and stuff. Yeah, he nudges me. You ever think about us? No, I shrug. Sometimes. I think about us sometimes. You do not. I roll my eyes. I do too. High school love is always the best love. Yeah, we work quite the pair. Until you ruined it. You knew what you were getting into. You right? How you think I let my play away is though? He popped the collar off his green scrubs. I'm not a player. Shit. You played my ass. I was honest. 
you know I didn't want that kind of attachment. You didn't either. Every time I wasn't with you, I had to hear about you all up in some chick's face. One of them chicks you friends with now. All love, all fuse. We cool now. I waved away that talk, pointing my yellow nails in his direction. Wait, y'all was fighting over me? Hell no. Can I go now? I walk away from him. I guess. Wait, 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 wait. He says. I turn to him. You need a friend? Bye, Santi. Thank you, Santi. I think, girl, you know where to find me. That I do. That ass looking good, too. Go to work. Wait. I throw my hands up. All right. He runs my way. That's all that flirting you doing. You know I'm harmless. He badges in the double doors. The double double bulletproof doors. It opens to another set that has one small window in the middle. <clears throat> Will I be able to get out? I'm away for you. Chat up the nurses there. Lucky for you, Rose is off today. Her, she refused to clean for him too. What'd he do? A third set of doors opens up. No one's in the stark white hall except a police officer in SWAT gear with a gun. <clears throat> Murder. What? He shrugs. That's what I know. Nobody else is saying anything. Police keeping that shit locked up tight this time. I've seen his picture. Something surely isn't right about him. What do he look like? Short, dreads, crazy eyes, big ass mouth. Will he shoot me? Guard? If you have to. What? Don't freak out now. He walks ahead of me. You wanted to be in there. He shoves me in. Wait. I take a deep breath and move forward. There are only five rooms here. The guard is on the last room in the hallway, just standing there. I approach him with cotton in my mouth. Um, I, well, see, um, I inhale again. Not cleaning this one today. Huh? You're not cleaning this one today. He's just like, room's not dirty. Move along. Oh, okay. I stumble on my feet because my brain and my body don't know which way we should go. Um, the police officer sighs. Ma'am, leave. Fine, can I just... I watch him talk lightly into his mouthpiece. Did you just call for backup on me? A housekeeper? Never underestimate anyone. You know I thought you were cute, but now I'm a married man. Without a ring? I don't think so. On the job, ma'am. He does that thing where men straighten out their crotch. Not announcing it, sir. I do it back. Sasha. Shit. My shoulders fall at the sergeant's voice. Something hits the door behind the guard or the ceiling. I'm pulled back behind the sergeant. He stands with his guns out. The SWAT officer trains his guns on the door. Two red dots dance against the white. For a while, nobody moves. Tension clings to the hall like grease in a skillet. I try my best not to breathe hard. I'm too chicken to cover my mouth as we wait. Waiting for what? For him to come out? Oh, God. The officer slowly walks back and nodding to the sergeant as he does. It becomes a statue once more. The sergeant grabs my arm, hauling me toward the door. Sergeant McAllister, nice to meet you again, sir. I say breathless. Causing trouble? No, sir. What are you doing down here? Did he call in on me? I saw you on the cameras. Good thing, too. This man is dangerous, Sasha. Don't poke the bear, or you will feel the shark. Oh, I sigh. What are you doing down here? 
He leans down to my face. He's a big man full of gray hairs and an even bigger belly. He reminds me of what dads were supposed to look like. I've never had one, so I wouldn't know. I hate to lie to him. I wanted to see. Did you know I was on the floor with him? I heard. Are you all right? Yeah. I know an excellent counselor if you need one. I'll be fine. So fine that you're endangering yourself? Oh, well, um, well. I clamped my mouth shut, lip poked out, eyes rolling like a sullen preteen. Damn it. Walk with me. How did you catch him? Someone dropped him off for us. He badges us past the first doors with the bars on them. Dropped him off. Somebody caught him and brought him here? Yes. We don't know what these people want or who they are. Stay away from them, Sasha. Yes, sir. I just have to know it's him. Someone broke into my house a few nights ago. I've been living there for years and never had that problem. You think it's related? I don't know. But I haven't been able to sleep. And knowing that he's caught makes me feel safer. But I want to know it's him and that I don't have to look over my shoulder. When did this happen? Thursday. When he escaped the hospital? Yeah, that night. Early morning. However you want to say it. Okay. Follow me. He takes me back through all the doors where Santiago waits. You could have warned me. I rolled my eyes at Santiago. He snuck up on me. I waited for you. Thanks. I stick my tongue out of him. You still got me though, right? We take the black elevators up to the first floor, walking past the visitor center to the police room, ducked off right past the gift shop. McAllister knocks twice. The door opens. He shields me with his body. Give me ten. Okay, boss. Top of his short head tries to peer around the Sarge to me without success. Have fun. I sneak at him. McAllister grunts. We watch the officer strut down the hallway and turn towards the cafeteria. The Sarge ushers me inside, pulls up the chair to the computer there for me to sit. It takes him a minute or two to pull up the surveillance on the floor. A second later, the phone rings. He gives some clearance code to the receiver and hangs up. Is that really necessary? I ask. It is, he mumbles. I appreciate you doing this. Mm-hmm. What exactly did he do? He killed people, didn't he? This man is a very different kind of perp. Like a serial killer? Sasha, he sighs. I don't want you going to this man again. Did you follow a report about the break-in? Yes. He swivels the computer to me in a special bed made for some of the heavier patients. Lies the little round man that attacked me. He appears to be sleeping like the guards had said. I exhaled, relief falling from my shoulders, but I knew it wasn't him, didn't I? Yeah. The feeling I got from the man lying on the screen was just evil and nasty. The perp? I didn't think he wanted to hurt me. Crazy. I know. He was caught Tuesday evening. Just gave himself up. Which means that he wasn't the one to break into your house. Which means you need to be careful. Oh, get an alarm system. Get a gun. Keep the bullets near you, but away from the gun. Put the gun in a lockbox, preferably one with the keeper for quick entrance. Learn to shoot said gun. Okay, I whispered. Okay, he nods. My head is down, staring at my nails. You'll be alright. You're tough. Thanks. You gotta go clock in. Thanks again, I say. He nods. Won't be here long. Fast coming to get him soon. That's good then. Thanks. On the screen, the fat man is standing now. My breath catches. 
It's all right. He does this from time to time. What does it mean? I'm just standing there. He's just walking around his room. The man starts humming and laughing. I'm going to get you. You just watch this? I ask. Sarge hits a button and the monitor goes get silent. The man turns toward the camera and smiles into it. He doesn't move again. Sarge changes the screen. You won't. I walk out only to lean against the wall, head down, trying to breathe. My cell rings and startles me. <laughs> um, hello? Where are you? Asked Jasmine. Dexter was looking for you. You got about five minutes to get here and clock in, girl. Shit, I'm on my way. Okay. As soon as I round the corner, the man with the gray eyes, the man that saved me from that monster locked in a room below us, the man I'm sure broke into my house, stands there in a cop's uniform. Don't ask me how I know it's him. I just do. Smirk and all. Miss Gray, we meet again. What do you want? I ask. There are two things here I need. You have one of them. His eyes snap behind me. I look, too, jumping as I turn. Officer Gomez, your officer awaits. The sergeant stands behind me. I look back to the stranger at the stranger in front of me. He's not the gray-eyed stranger. He's about my height, with dark hair and eyes, Hispanic. Whoa, yeah, Sarge. I think I need to lay off the coffee. I don't even remember walking back here. I keep walking past the curve of the wall. Sarge raises his brow in question I do not want to answer. Here is where I bump into Dexter at the elevator hall. I try to sneak back out, but he catches me and calls my name. You know you need to be clocked in in, in four minutes. Have you set up your cart? I do that at the end of day. You didn't clean the nurse's station either. By the time I found extra surprise, it was already time to go. You can make up for it today. We need a core cleaner for nine. I want to train Tracy on the rooms. Okay. I just need to go and clock in. Okay. That's it? No smart-ass remark? Don't want to be late. Three minutes. And Miss Gray, that's a mark if you're late. I watch his figure walk away, smiling at some nurses. Fuck. But as my luck would have it, I see Marcel coming down the hall driving a utility cart. He's holding a load of hopefully clean bed sheets. I flag him down and ask for a ride to the lower levels. He gives me one easily. For a minute, I think I see the man with the gray eyes again walking down the hall. When I look back up, he's gone. I hop on the trailer and focus. When are you going to stay out of trouble? He asks after I tell him what happened with Dexter. Trouble follows me, but I always get out. He chuckles, dropping me off near the clock stations, clock-in stations. I have to slide and dip my finger on the pad, knocking Missy out of the way. Clock-in, 6 o'clock, reach across the screen. I sigh. I owe you one, girl. She pops me on the ass, and I laugh my way back down the hallway. Dexter watches me. I wave to him and wait with everyone else who needs to go back up. I get to 410 and see that it has been blocked off. No one stands guard up here, so I ease under the tape and grab my car from the room. That's where Jason waits for me. What are you doing up here? Waiting on you, baby. He rises off the bed. I know you wouldn't let the yellow tape stop you. And you wouldn't let I'm busy stop you. Was it supposed to stop me? Why? He wraps his hands around my waist, pulling me in. Jason bites his bottom lip, smiling at me like he does. I sigh, trying to look away. Oh, come on. I know you're not still mad at me. I've been busy. My week has been crazy. I've been crazy, crazy without you. You've missed me? 
I wanted to be a smart ass and ask about his other women, but given my sister's warning, best to leave lying dogs where they be. Baby, you know I did. He presses a key and a card in my hand. Treat yourself and come and treat me. But he kisses me deeply, dragging my butt and hair, dragging, grabbing my hut, my butt and hair, dragging me into his body. I melt, damn it. I've got surgery all day. Please say I'll see you tonight. I feel bought. Don't. I like doing this for you. Well, I have dinner plans tonight. I push the key in the car back to him. Is it with your grand? No. Cancel it. We have dinner. In your apartment? Yeah, we'll order in. His nose snuggles into my neck. When he pulls back, lips touch my jawbone. He allows his tongue to run the length and I shiver. Lips and teeth and tongue caress my neck. I gasp. His pager goes off. Of course it does. I'll see you tonight. I sigh. Bye, baby. Oh, wait. Get your cart. I'll walk into the elevator. I'll take the stairs. Fine. I smirk. He kisses me quickly and heads for the stairs. Once I'm on the elevator, I get off on nine like normal. Jason is waiting by the utility closet with her cart. Jasmine is waiting by the utility closet with her cart. Bring your slow ass on. You know I need mops today, she yells. Jasmine, always the loud one, scratches the weave in our hair that looks like it's been eaten by rats. I keep trying to hint that I can do it for her, but she says she got it, so... Didn't they give you some in the huddle? I asked. Nope. Dexter said you had mops from nine rooms. I thought he was putting Tracy here. Yeah, right. She complained to William and he got her off. I must be fucking the wrong people. Girl, you don't want William's stanky ass. She scratches the belly picking from under her two little scrubs. It's not that she can't afford bigger ones. I've seen her buy new scrubs. She likes her clothes too little. Is he bad in bed? I type the code in for the closet. It's normally common knowledge, but I got strings in places that change the codes for me. Here, I hide my stash. I wouldn't know. You sure? I nudge her. She blushes. Give me the damn mops. Your ass gonna learn about fucking with Dexter. Dexter gonna learn about fucking with me. I clean rooms. I have no idea what to do with the core cleaner. You hell, she laughs. You ain't gonna cook. You ain't gonna clean that shit. Behind them nasty ass nurses? Uh, no. She laughs again. See you, girl. All right, girl. See you later. I finish getting my car's chemicals and mops together. I figure I'll do the bathroom to the nurses stations and break rooms, family rooms. All that extra shit can wait till tomorrow. So when as I get to the first break room, I curse Dexter. Nurses are nasty as hell. I should have talked shit and got out of this. I'm already in enough trouble. I don't do anything too bad. I just have a mouth on me. And I might have flicked the nurse or two off. I've been here three years. I hate it. It was the first job to call me back when I started applying. Honestly, I'm trying to move up in the world. I do have a couple of certificates under my belt. Phlebotomy, medical assistant, medical building and coding. I had nothing but time on my hands. So I went to school. Grant has saved most of the money for my mother's life insurance policy for that very reason. If I can't keep doing good work, have if I can keep doing good work, have not one mark on me when the quarter starts, I can apply for a different position here in the hospital. Only marks take a while to come off my record. As soon as Dexter found out I was trying to move up, everything became worthy of a damn mark. I hate him. A few years ago, I decided that I was ready to go off to college for my nursing degree. 
the grand got sick. Then Mr. Valdez passed away. So I stayed around and helped with it all. Ever since, she's been on me to finish. I just don't have the motivation anymore. And with that man breaking in, with his crazy ass man in the hospital now, uh-uh. I need to be home where I know somebody. I run through most of the work at a steady pace. By the time lunch rolls around, I'm almost done with the areas I can see. Dexter comes up several times to check on me. I'm polite though. He leaves after asking several times what I'm up to. Nothing, I say. I'm watching you. Not too closely, that's sexual harassment. He looks like a fish out of water and leaves me oh so quickly. We get an unofficial hour for lunch, give or take. I don't have the appetite to eat anything heavy, so I grab some grapes, cheese, and an iced tea and wait outside for Latoya. I take the back way out of the hospital to the gardens where all the shit happens. Everybody's smoking, drinking beer they ain't supposed to have. Given that a liquor store is right around the corner, I don't know what they expect. A few tables from where I sit, somebody has started up a card game. Construction across the street is going. A fight breaks out just past the hedges to my left. An ambulance pulls into the bay on the right. They're yelling at a car who's parked illegally to move and stop blocking the entry. I watch as the man gets out of his car and starts threatening the MTs. EMTs. I sip my tea and laugh. They'd haul his ass to jail so fast. One of the EMTs looks over at me. I wave because he's male and, duh, wouldn't you? I almost choke when I realize that he has the gray eyes and dark skin. I jump up, almost losing my tea. I catch it with a minus bill to my pants, but the fight is over and the EMTs are pulling in. The little Hispanic man is cursing as he's pulling away. Ain't that, that Tori's grandpa? Latoya sits next to me, handing me the money on the slot for touching her up. She brings Kim and DeCedrica with her. Damn, that is. Let me text her real quick. Kim takes out her phone, almost running after the car. He shot at a kid last week. Luckily, his parents knew him, but Tori's dad has a promise to give him some help, said Latoya. Dang, for real? I look around for the gray-eyed man again. I must be seeing things. Girl, yeah, he's losing his mind. Thinks his dad's still at war nowadays. Shit, I'm sorry to hear that. I say, I look at these Cedric, you're quiet as usual, and wonder why she's hanging around these two. Where was her usual posse? Kim comes running back up. I lost him. She's coming out to look for him, though. Says she called her dad. I'm going to go wait for her. We all say our goodbyes and good luck to them. I wish they finished all this remodeling, Latoya grumbles. Me too. You know they fixing that old high school on my grands? Yeah, I heard that. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that old gen company fixing all this broken shit around here. What's the end game? What you mean? Why are they coming in fixing everything? You don't think it's weird? That somebody finally wants to have out the hood with real shit we need? No, it's about time. I guess. I love it. The playground, the community center, the schools. Girl, my kids got a nice place to go and swing at. When was the last time you seen the swings at that park on Jefferson? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I finished Latoya's hair with 10 minutes to spare on my lunch. I'll go back up early so I can finish. So I can go ahead and finish. think I've had enough of this place for today. Seeing that man in the bed, hearing him go crazy in his room, and the way the police reacted to him. Then this other dude. This shit just ain't right, and I want to get far away from it. I'm so glad Jason left me his gift. I won't even have to go home. I'll just buy something new. I'm starting on the right ring again when Veronica, who manages the nurse's station, calls me over to her and Nurse Caleb. 
Girl, you will not believe the deliciousness I saw today. We saw, dear Ronnie, we saw me first though. He was like, heaven. Caleb gets us a file folder. You can't call dibs. Why not? Listen, he's a doctor. Jason. Listen, he's not Dr. Jason heavy, but still. Oh no, Dr. Bowman is all the right types of hell. Caleb pretended to faint. I can't take him anywhere. What are y'all talking about? I chuckle. We have new male eye candy today. Some doctor, they brought him in for consultation work, so he might be staying around. Veronica peeps down the hall. I'm thinking of sabotaging some shit just to ensure he stays, says Caleb. He doesn't play for your team. He was all flirty with me. Have you heard of sexual fluidity? He went in 912 with Dr. Casey. Oh, look, look. Here, here, here. Tall, dark, bald, a few more pounds, and he, and Dr. Jason, he, a few more pounds, and Dr. Bowman may have to watch his title. And those eyes, eyes, I ask alert. The perfect chocolate topping to Dr. Bowman's caramel, Caleb said. They come from behind the desk to watch the four doctors walk out of the room. Dr. Casey, tall, blonde, and high-heeled wearer. Dr. Simon, Superman personified. Dr. Lee, self-proclaimed funny man. And him, tall, dark, gray eyes. A scar that eats his mouth and takes nothing from his beauty. Both of them are here. I flash back to Tuesday of him coming out of the stairs, lightning striking them, of him in my apartment, hands around my neck. Oh my God, I say. Right? Says Veronica, you okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. Sasha? I did, I think. He looks toward us. Dr. Simon breaks off and enters another room. The remaining doctors all come up to the nurse's station. Veronica takes her seat again. Caleb pretends to read an electronic chart. Dr. Casey gives Veronica some instructions. She takes one look at me, half smiles, and walks on. I'll see you guys this evening. Sasha, Dr. Lee shakes my hand. Haven't seen you in a while. You're never here, I say, trying to ignore him. Hey, the way my pay is set up, he says. Veronica laughs. Guess I'm not the only one looking for a doctor. Dr. Lee Pager goes off. Oh, shit, I gotta go. One of our patients this season. I'll catch you guys later. Hi, doctor. How was your first day here? She asks. Veronica asks. She makes her blonde ponytail swing with a sway of her head. She once told me that men like to see long hair moving because it calls to their sexual nature. I gag. I instantly realize I did it out loud. They all stare at me. I smile and pretend like I'm sweeping, only to realize I didn't bring my damn broom, so I take the trash cans instead. You already did the trash, Caleb whispers. Shut up. He laughs and heads into the patient room. The man stops staring at me and makes a show of putting his back to me, bending over to the desk to talk to Veronica. His voice is deep and silky. It slides over you like cake batter. Even better now. How was your morning? She laughs. I wave by and back away slowly. I don't grab my cart. I leave it in the hallway and almost run to the janitor's closet. With my back against the door, I try to contain my breathing. Someone knocks. The knob twists. I push back. The door opens easily, forcing me further into the room. I stand between two large carpet bins and machinery at my back. He stands in front of me. I think we have unfinished business. I I don't know what you mean. I think you do. You have my gem. And since you aren't wearing it today, I will assume you've hidden it. Why do you... I stop. 
what? Give me what I want and I will get out of your life. The police caught that man. They'll catch you too. Do you think I'm afraid of them? Do you really believe he's afraid of them? He's here for a reason. You're Jim, probably. You brought him here. Why? What does it matter to you? It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense for somebody to drop him off here instead of taking him to the police. I can only think one person who that will benefit. I stare at him. He stares at me for whatever reason. He only blinks at me. It's just a stupid rock, I yell. You and I both saw what happened in your living room when I tried to take it off your neck. That's not ordinary. Why? You know, you now know that I know where you live, where your grandmother lives. I know where you work. Leave her out of this. He's been walking and talking, and now I'm pinned between him and smelly equipment. Don't make things hard for me. It will get very hard for you. See you tomorrow, Sasha Gray, and have my necklace. I reach out a hand to sock his ass right in the mouth. I don't know what I'm thinking. He grabs my hand. I spin my back to his chest. He shoves me to the wall. One hand behind me, the hand I raise against the wall. Brave, he says. Normally, I would admire that. Now, I think it's just stupid. I don't do well with bullies, I say. This loud buzz comes over the intercom, almost blasting our eardrums, followed by static, and then the crazy man comes over the speaker. Sasha, 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 Sasha. He released me. Is that? I run past Gray. I stupidly forgetting to be scared. My name is being chanted louder out here. Gray Eyes pulls me to him. What did you do? I can't form words, so I just shake my head. Sasha, 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 Sasha. He comes from the speaker. Stop that, I yell. Stupid girl, Gray says. One little Sasha hiding in the closet. Two little Sashas looking for me. Three little Sashas will taste real sweet. His laughter is the last thing I hear before the panic attack takes me. No Shango will set you free. Meanwhile, the Destro suddenly rose wide awake, a smile reaching his oversized lips instantly. So, the great Shango was still haunting him. Fine by me. He watched the camera moving as he does in the corner. He whips out his tail, and the thing falls to the ground. Noises outside his room disrupts his thoughts for only a moment. He needed to get out. He needed Sasha. Wanted her. Skin so sweet, so full of magic. They were coming in. Good. Hands up where I can see them. The men in black point guns in the dark room. The only light is from the top of their guns. Damn humans. He whips his tail again, grabbing one soldier's gun. He laughs. His voice is high and cartoonish. What was that? Don't fire. Too late. Bullets light up the room. The Destador climbs the ceiling. He grabs one officer by the neck and twists. The time it takes for the officer to realize that one of them has fallen, he drains the man's blood and moves to the next. A bullet penetrates him. He laughs. How nice of you to be my snacks. I thank you. He bows, attacking. Hanging invisible from the door flame frame, Shango watches in horror as the Destador slaughters the humans. But if Shango captured the Destador now, he'd have to leave his gem behind. He can't do that. He eases off the frame. He needn't get his hands dirty tonight. The humans will find the human bodies. Shango releases a thunderbolt into the room. The Destador scream illuminates the night, still invisible. 
Shango leaves the hospital. Tonight, he needed to get his gem. He needed to follow the girl. This gem could be the answer to his problems. This could restore his power. He hasn't killed a human in decades. Maybe now it's time. Thank you for listening to my reading of episode two of my Sasha Gray series. Um, This has been fun, honestly, reading it out loud. Um, I noticed some errors and things like that happening, but it was still fun. Um, This is also the second time I think I've read this story out loud. Um, once was doing editing and then now here so I thank you for listening to it I thank you for um, participating um, enjoying the reading if you have any questions please drop them here or on my Wattpad page Um, you can find me on Instagram most of my handlers are words can sing too of course Um, and then my Facebook page is just Latidra I update I try to update pretty frequently. This story is already completed out on Wattpad, um, hopefully to be updated and uploaded to um, publishing platforms soon enough. So enjoy the free story, enjoy the free reading, um, and have a good morning. It's pretty early here where I am, 4, 4.56 in the morning. Um, but I really wanted to do an update on this story. Since I haven't been doing this podcast, I've been writing a whole lot. Um, But I wanted to do this while I had some time here. So again, just thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this story. Thank you for being a part of my journey. And I wish you the best blessings ever. See you later.